0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 155, the first paragraph, beginning with his call to the clergyman led him and ending with what it meant to be alcoholic, reading just the, excuse me, just the single paragraph. Today's readers are Roz G. Nancy T and Devora S. Tenzin P is reading the Twelve Steps. Christina L is reading the Twelve Traditions. Sam S is the newcomer greeter, and Hoodie R is the host for the second hour. The conference numbers for Tuesday, the 20, 21st of December, is 7 a.m. 18,276. That's 18276. And 10 a.m. is 18,277. 18277. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, everyone. Uh, Tenzin P. checking in from New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, We try to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day.
0: Thank you, Tenzin P. I will now ask Christina L. to read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning, Christina L. from Florida. Here's the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service, and have a great day.
0: Thank you, Christina L. Um, How our meeting works. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 155, the first paragraph, beginning with, His call to the clergyman led him, and ending with, What it meant to be alcoholic, reading just a single paragraph. I will now ask Roz G. to begin reading.
3: Good morning.
1: My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. His call to the clergyman led him presently to a certain resident of the town who, Though formerly able and respected, was then nearly the nadir, nearing, nearing the, the, the nadir of alcoholic despair. It was the usual situation: home in jeopardy, wife ill, children distracted, bills in arrears and standing damaged. He had a desperate desire to stop, but saw no way out, for he had earnestly tried many avenues of escape. Painfully aware of being somehow abnormal, the man did not fully realize what it meant to be alcoholic. And there's an asterisk at the end of this paragraph, uh, and at the bottom of the page, the asterisk says, this refers to Bill's first visit with Dr. Bob. These men later became co-founders of AA. Bill's story opens the text of the book, Dr. Bob's Heads the Story section. So I'm not the historian type of, of person. I love uh, learning about the history of, of AA, but I'm not going to presume to share that today because it's, you know I just don't know enough of it. So it's exciting to know that this paragraph is 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 about the phone call to Dr. Bob. But what I'll uh, talk about and how I re- you know relate to the paragraph is the the shape that Dr. Bob was in when Bill called him. Bills in the arrears, children distracted, standing damaged I can relate to that a lot. Um, I'm not sure if my compulsive eating caused me uh my children and my my home and me me to i was i was a person that was broke all of the time. I lived in American standard poverty for a long time uh I had to dig my way out of being in debt. And I went through a really um, difficult divorce. And yes, I was a compulsive eater through all of it. I had no clue as to what my spiritual malady was. I simply thought I had a weight problem and that I was an emotional eater. And I I was in OA during my divorce. And I remember... Um, talking about it in meetings and going through the divorce, spending time in meetings talking about all of my problems, but never the solution. And when I came to uh, big book studies and went to, me- I went to a meeting, especially where this was one lady who shared about the big book and looking at her demeanor and her, and her body size and her recovery uh, led me in the direction of big book studies. And that big book study brought me to a vision for you. And through this study, I learned about my spiritual malady. I learned what it really means to be a compulsive overeater. And that all the desperate ways I tried to stop were not going to work. And that it, it was only going to be a matter of me building a relationship with a power greater than myself to do this work, to put my hand in that hand and to do it to do the work for me and with me. So this paragraph is, is very interesting, and I know it has a lot of history behind it, but I can certainly relate to being that woman who was broke and hurt and in all kinds of problems. But the big book has brought me uh, working the steps, applying them to my life, uh, acting in the different ways of, like, like step six, you know, living through the virtues versus the, <laughs> the, the defects of character. Um, Gentle reminder. And joining other 12 – okay, and I'll wrap up by saying joining other 12-step programs
0: has helped me to address all of these different issues. So I thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Roz Chi. Okay. Um, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Monday or Tuesday of this week, we ask that you step back and let somebody else have a chance. So who would like to share on page one hundred fifty five, the first paragraph, beginning with his call to the clergyman led him and ending with what it meant to be alcoholic? Who would like to share? Charles George.
4: from Utah.
0: Charles and Riva from, from
4: Utah.
0: Riva. Judith
5: S.
3: P.
0: Judith S. P. Who is from Utah? June F. June F. Jean J. E. A. N. Oh, Jean. Jean F. Sorry about that. Okay, so Charles, Jean, Reva, Judith. Who else? <coughs>
3: April B. April B. Take one or two more.
6: Uh, Nate O.
0: Nate O. Vasa. Okay, that's good. Oh, Vasa O. Thank you. All right. Okay, that's a good lineup. So, I have Charles H., Jean F., Reva P., Judith S.P., April B., Nate O., and Vasa O. Okay, Charles, hit it.
7: Thank you very much, Nancy, uh, for your service. Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive over I couldn't wait to get to this paragraph where it says, It's called to the clergyman, let him present on a certain resident in the town. And that word nadar means the lowest point. So, you know, my, my brokenness came. My breakthrough came through my total brokenness. I was talking with a sponsor, a potential uh, candidate, you know, and, and it was an interview process, and, and, and he said certain things, and he kept talking. I was like, you know what, I don't have that experience. You probably need to hear a new voice. I believe Dr. Bob uh, was at the lowest point. I think that's where the breakthrough could come. I don't know for you. I know for me, and I think Bill you know, Dr. Bob gave me 15 minutes based on um, the most, well, the second most important call. Evie don't get enough respect, uh, in my opinion, because he didn't stay sober. But he, his call was the most important phone call um, in AA history or 12-step history. And guess what? We poo-poo on the tools, which is the phone. If it wasn't for the tool of the phone, we wouldn't be on this magnificent meeting together. So and 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 coupled with the fact of the nadar of my addiction, I don't have any sperm fees right now. I don't know about y'all. Women run this town, and you know, working with men is quite difficult. I choose not to work with women because I believe men with the men and women with the women, right? And you know, we, we got we got testosterone, we got, you know, we got I know this already. We got the lack of set aside in our lives, right? I could say that for me. I ain't doing enough 10 steps, and, you know, I'm not turning everything over to to higher power. I, I, I have not came to believe in every area of my life, right? But the despair, the children are sick, the wife is ill. I have all those things going on, but I can match calamity with serenity based on total brokenness. I'm broke. That's why I'm here. I'm broke. That's why I'm at work. I'm broke. That's why I'm on this phone call today, not because I got it all like that and, you know, I, I want to I jump and tell 400 people that I'm recovered. No, I want to tell you that I'm broke. And through total brokenness, you can rise high to the level of service. That's the highest level ever. And I just came on here to say that, and I love you guys, and have a beautiful day.
3: Thank you, Charles H. Gene F., Europe. Hello, this is Jean the Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Utah,
1: and um, I guess how I relate to this paragraph is is in the form of Dr. Bob actually um, appreciate uh, uh, relating um, to the idea of a, a desperate desire to stop but no way out. he had earnestly tried many avenues of escape Um, and that for me um, before I came to OA and the vision for you I I was going in every three months to um, a nurse practitioner who kept checking my blood because it it was going in the wrong direction it was going pre-diabetic toward diabetic and that that was the first uh, time I'd ever realized it was so bad, and I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it on my own. And she'd give me three months. I'd go back in. The numbers were worse. She'd give me three more months, and and I uh, told her, I know there's an organization called OA. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it, and. Um, And I did. I I went to the main website, found a person that perhaps sponsors others. That person wasn't available to sponsor me, but directed me to this fellowship. And it's been um, amazing for me. True gratitude. But um, And even though I feel I I was a spiritual person, and um, what I'm always getting pointed to is my connection with God. And all these pages, just a reminder to pause and 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 look to God for the answers because uh, they did come. They've come to me so many times, especially in early recovery when things would happen where I was in a grocery store and would see things that were for calling to me but so bad for my body. and to just cause, close my eyes, ask for help, and then to hear, um, you know, the little message of, turn, turn, turn away, <laughs> turn away. Uh, so the, this is important work. We, we come here for different reasons. We have different uh, food recoveries going on, and that's, that's kind of interesting, but I am grateful that we all, Go to a God of our own understanding. That's what Dr. Bob had to learn from Bill, and Bill learned it from Abby, and we are learning it from each other. And and our whatever our religious traditions, um, I appreciate mine That's so much time. more.
3: And I thank you and pass.
0: Thank you, Jean S.
3: Um, Reva P., you're up. Good morning, this is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater
8: in Toronto. The first thing that strikes me is that Bill made the call and he actually physically went to Dr. Bob and that reminds me that faith without works gives me nothing, that he needed to take the action and really simple actions, making a phone call, walking over or however he got to Dr. Bob um, leads me in the right direction. Um, The other thing that struck me is, you know, the results of this disease are always the same. Um, Home um, in jeopardy, wife ill, like when I'm in the disease, I get consistent results. And when I do the work and I'm in recovery, I also get the same results. Like we can duplicate what these first 100 got if we do what they did. Uh, but the thing that strikes me the most is he had this desperate desire and he tried whatever he had tried but still saw no way out. And this is a doctor. He's an intelligent man. And um, I've learned he actually you know, knew and was participating in the Oxford group, but he did not fully understand and realize what it meant to be alcoholic. If I don't know who I am and what I have, I can't treat it. I can't treat what I don't know what it is. Um, so I need to fully understand that I have this twofold illness, the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. And you know, before I came into program, I was told that I could eat everything in moderation, and I tried it and it did not work. And it was so helpful to understand the physical allergy. Um, that I physiologically, biologically cannot tolerate certain substances and foods um, because they set up that phenomenon of craving. And I also need to fully understand that I of myself cannot will myself out of the manifestations of selfishness. I cannot make up my mind not to be angry. I can't just you know, use the slogan, let go and let God, without doing the deeper work um, so if I fully understand what it means to be a compulsive overeater and I do the work to get recovery, I will get the same results um, as the people
3: who are um, practicing the program. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Judith S. P., you're a Hi, my name
5: is Judith S. P. from Maryland. Thank you, Nancy, for your lead and uh, everyone for their shares. Uh, I wasn't planning, not that we plan but to share on this, but uh, it just has so much for me. Uh, One thing is the elephant has been in the room in my life for so many, so many years. And it wasn't a vision problem, uh, eye problem, not vision for you, that I, I didn't see it. And uh, uh, recovery for me, as many of us, is totally an inside job. My connection to my higher power, <clears throat> my ability to connect with my fellows, and serve for the most. <clears throat> excuse me the most important things. And I myself had a lot of the outside check boxes. I was fairly bright, highly educated, professionally stable. I didn't have financial woes, thank God, but did I have emotional and relationship woes and shame and humiliation. I looked good on the outside but was dying on the inside and didn't even realize I was dying. Um, I always felt abnormal, but I felt abnormal because of my eating issues and all the emotional baggage that came along with it. I didn't realize what it meant to be a compulsive overeater, and it wasn't the food. Yes, the food had to be quiet, But what it was, was everything else, and my self-centered, self-pitying, self-seeking behaviors that made such havoc, and they say, clear away the wreckage of your past. I had to do a lot of cleaning, and uh, when Bill reached out, his reaching out came long before he picked up that phone. He knew in the lobby of that building that he had to make a choice. And within the grace of God, he made the choice that has allowed us to be here. So I see this from both sides. But whether I'm a sponsor or a sponsee or reaching out to a fellow or having a fellow reach out to me, my trust in my higher power and living in God's will not Judith's will is what I have to do every single day, and that's what this paragraph reinforces to me. If I walk the path, it's time. God is with me, and I can share so much with my fellows. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Judith SP. April B., you're up.
9: Yes hi good morning and uh thanks everyone for their shares and for for the for your service um I I'm April B from Chicago um I I think that um th- these these readings are great and um the, the thing that I the thing that I, I find puzzling is that he uh he did not fully realize what it meant to uh to be an addict. Now um I totally realized what was what was wrong with me. I I didn't have any problem with that. But um in terms of um I, I thought that uh what I what I needed to do was simply get the uh perfect appearance. Now, this was something that I had in my mind for many years. It, Like in the OA uh, first step, it says, well, you know, some people, we think that all we have to do is get the perfect appearance and then our lives will be perfect. Well, you know, I finally, it took me many years, but I realized that 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 was totally not the case. And um, so then I had to uh, work the steps. And uh, then, you know, if I worked the steps, all the steps, then uh, I realized that um, I would be in the far better shape and um, that I would have a... Uh, a far better life, and would uh, feel much better. But
3: I experience the uh, nader of uh, despair on many occasions, and um, I
9: think that uh, I think that these these disorders. Uh, including eating disorders will will take you there they will totally take you there and uh it it's absolutely the, the worst thing uh, i think that i you know i tried other things but i i think that the 12 step program has uh totally
3: worked for me and i appreciate being able to share it thank you Thank you, April B. Nate O, you're up. Nate, press
6: star 1. Hi, this is Nate. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Great. Um, Hi, um, this is Nate uh, O, recovered. I'm actually in Turkey right now, uh, the country of Turkey, uh, so it's like much later in the day here, but, um, it's my first time, uh, sharing on this meeting. Uh, thanks Nancy for taking the meeting and thank you everyone else for your service. Um, grateful for the chance to get to be on a meeting at all. And, um, I like this reading because it reminded me, reminds me of self-centered fear, which is my kind of normal state without a spiritual solution. And, um, I see that both Bill has self-centered fear here because his business venture bogged down and things didn't go well for him. And then self-centered fear about, you know, being lonely and, um, you know, going home without any money and having failed on this business venture. But he gets out of his self-centered fear by thinking about those other alcoholics who might um, benefit from help. You know, he starts thinking about his responsibilities and how he can be useful. Um, And then that leads him to what turns out to be Dr. Bob. And then Dr. Bob also has so much self-centered fear Um, and he's afraid to make amends, and um, he ends up getting out of that as well, or he he walks through his self-centered fear to freedom, so, um, and then I also just appreciate the importance of, like, not understanding, like, being in despair, but not knowing what's actually wrong with me, and that was definitely uh, the case with my compulsive eating as well, and as has been said many times, I didn't really know what the physical allergy was or the obsession of the mind. Um, I didn't know that I was different from other people. I didn't know that Um, I was, yeah, abnormal. (laughs) Um, And that I wasn't just weak-willed or, um, you know, kind of uh, immoral. And I had so much shame about that and so much self-centered fear. So um, to be able to learn about the true nature of the malady, um, to be able to be honest with you guys um, and with, you know, other fellows, um, and then to um, have a chance to try to be useful to somebody else really gets me out of myself. So I'm grateful for that, and um, that's probably enough out of me. And grateful just to get to be on a meeting because um, it's been a while for me because I'm traveling. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Nate Oh, Vasa Oh, You're up. Thank you.
10: Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Nianti, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive over you calling from, Fox, uh, from Florida. So when I came to my first Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, uh, I was at the lowest point of my life with the food addiction, especially, and life, and with life problems. And I had the gift of desperation. It was more about living than dying. Finally, I found out that what was wrong with me, I just hadn't, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I had been battling with the food addiction for 25 years and trying to find a solution on my own power, my own. You know, everything out there. And every time I failed, every time I failed, I'd go up and down, up and down. I must have gained hundreds and lost hundreds of pounds over the years. I didn't know what the problem was. I had no clue. Finally, I heard I had a disease. And I had the physical allergy. And I did not know anything about that. There was a word for it. and. And that just, and I said, wow, now there's a word for it. This is what I, but this is what I am. And I was almost like I was really relieved to find out what was wrong with me. And then I was introduced to the doctor's opinion, you know, in the big book, and found out about the allergy, the mental obsession, and, uh, and if I did, if I found a high power greater than myself and I worked the program and it was going to work for me like, I, like, I did for the, like it did for the 100 people that went before me in the first edition and the people I heard the stories at the meetings, you know, they told their stories and how it worked for them and w- looking at the pictures in those days, they passed pictures around and they even brought clothes to show how they looked before they came to program and and after it gave me so much hope, and I was ready, and I was willing and to do whatever it took, I didn't want to die. I had a young child, he was only three years old, and I had two older children, and I said to myself if if I continue doing what I'm doing, these children i'm not they're not gonna have a mother, and I'm not going to see them grow up, you know see them go through school, married, or whatever, you know. And it is by the grace of God. I'm 76 years old, and I've seen them all grown up and having their own children, and I'm still here. And it's a miracle. It works if we work it. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa Oh, Okay, we're going to take some more names. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um... Who else would like to share? I'll just say where the reading is. Again, it's on page 155, the first paragraph, beginning with his call to the clergyman led him and ending with what it meant to be alcoholic. Who else would like to share on this reading?
4: Melissa.
1: Delia.
0: Donna Kay. Melissa. Benita O. Vanita O.
1: Benita L. L. Oh, L, I
0: beg your pardon.
3: Is that Melissa W, by the way? It is, Nancy. Okay. Victoria M. Victoria M. Dawn A, Chicago. Siobhan A. Dawn,
0: D-A-W-M. Oh, Dawn, okay.
3: one or two more? Donna N. Donna N.
0: All right, let's see where we are. Go ahead. Who was that, the last one? Heidi L. Heidi. Okay, let's stop there and see where we are. Okay, Melissa, go right ahead.
3: Uh morning, um, uh,
1: vision for you, Melissa W. Grateful, so grateful to be absent today um in New York and recovering in this program. Uh this paragraph, all I see is uh step twelve and step one. Um and um, you know, just notice that like, you know, step one is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, dash that our lives had become unmanageable and that they're separate thoughts and that my you know, as I've heard there, I can be, my life can be unmanageable when I'm not in the food. And so, you know, what I hear here is that like, you know, we have an allergy of the body an obsession of the mind and a, and a spiritual malady. And what I have to remember here is that like, you know, that spiritual malady, right? Cause it's like, What this paragraph is, it's like, it's the bedevilment, right? The like, we were prey to misery, right? Like I couldn't handle relationships. My job was a mess. And that was what was happening in my life for years before I had any connection to the fact that like it had anything to do with the food. In fact, that was just like my life. And I happened to be in the food. And I had like to have that stuff going on. And what the thing that happens for what has it been my experience and is my experience now is that like the way that I um address my those things is like I put down the food. that's abstinence. That's like step zero. And then the rest of this program is addressing the spiritual malady with the spiritual solution right? The spiritual awakening. But I only keep that in working this program in 10, 11, and 12. And that problem with that mental blank spot for me, that obsession of the mind, is I just forget that I have an issue with food. And that happened for me 10 days ago. And the insanity is in seven days, seven days, I wound up in an issue with relationships, back in an issue with my husband, work being an issue again. And that I just have to remember that this program fundamentally is about that relationship with God and that I have to work that every single day, that the spiritual problem is it's the spiritual is my problem and the spiritual is my solution. And that otherwise I go back to the food. And so I just really appreciate that reminder every single day. And thank you, God. Thank you, God, for my absence today. And thank you, God, for all of
3: you. And with that, I pass. Thank you,
0: Melissa. W., perfect timing. Donna K., you're up. Good morning. Hi. Uh, Donna Kay from
11: Ohio uh, recovered today. Uh, Really love the passage in the big book this morning. Um, I relate a lot to the the gift of desperation. Um, I know I can see in the big book the next paragraph goes into more detail even. So um, I had to try everything, and it took me a couple of decades um to try to keep doing it my way and uh and it never worked and i did not even was not even aware of how far off you know out in the bushes i was um just in all areas of my life and um i just have a different life today um i'm learning a lot i'm i'm growing a lot uh but, I had to give up the idea that quote i got this i i, I don't got this. I don't have this. There's nothing left for me to figure out about this. you know this uh disease that I have of compulsive overeating it's uh it's there's a lot more to it um It's about how I've been living my life and uh so it's things are changing drastically in my life and they've all been wonderful changes. Very grateful today for program
3: and the fellowship and uh
11: working with others.
3: So with that I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Donna Kay. Vanita L, Europe. Good
4: morning, everybody. Um, happy holidays. This is Benita in Georgia, a recovered compulsive overeater but not cured. Um, A friend of mine and a woman I sponsor, you know, she just got back into the food and, um, you know, it's always a reminder to me, right, that it's not very far away, the fall. So as far as Dr. Bob and Bill, um, I found by chance one day, probably a lot of you have seen it, but I had never seen um Bill W I've never seen any pictures of him and there's a YouTube video of him doing speaking at an AA meeting and it's on the day that Dr. Bob died so we can talk about I mean I feel like crying saying this um because we know about how they met you know and then this was you know, saying goodbye to that incarnation of Dr. Bob and the end of that relationship as far as how it manifested on this physical plane. And it was so amazing to me just watching him because he looked, I imagined him looking very different than he did. and But just watching him move, and and I don't think I was idealizing him, but he seemed to move very deliberately and I know he had a lot of flaws, I've heard people share about flaws of his, um, some of them maybe major, but um, he still, you know, he saved my life, and probably a lot of lives of my friends. And I had a sister who relapsed in a drug addiction, and she died, and So it's very real to me that these addictions are life and death. And what amazed me was, you know, they talked about more in the Eastern traditions, these spiritual transmissions you get from a teacher. But after I watched that video, um, I felt like I got a transmission from Bill W. And it was super powerful. And anyway, I just wanted to share that this morning as we celebrate you
0: know a lot of spiritual things this week. thank you thank you vanita l victoria m Europe
3: victoria m a recovered compulsive eater
12: and the thing that jumped out at me about this is here is bill sitting here talking to Dr. Bob and he's sharing his story, but just a couple of paragraphs ago, he was talking about, you know, he was in that insidious insanity. Of course I can't of course I can't drink. Oh, but maybe I can just sit down. Maybe I can have a bottle of uh, ginger, all the way down to, oh, maybe I can just have three drinks. And, you know, we know now that both Bob and Bill eventually – found sobriety, or Dr. Bob eventually found found sobriety, Bill already had it, but it just reminds me of when I get into that crazy head thing where I'm doing this internal imagination and la, 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 well, maybe I'm going to do this or maybe I'm going to do that, when when really, really what saves me is to work with another compulsive overeater and maybe Maybe what happened with eventually happened with Dr. Bob will happen to them. But if I play in my
3: head and I don't get into action, I'm sunk. And with that I'll pass. Thank you, um Victoria M. Donna N, you're up. I'm Donna M.
13: Um, from Toronto, Canada, and I'm not sure that I have the right passage.
3: But Dawn even a. not,
13: I want it. it's Donna M. And I'm not sure if I have the right um, paragraph. Sorry, Donna, but... Donna,
0: Donna, Donna, Donna. I made a mistake. You're, you're, um, you're next. I misread my list. Don A is next. I beg your pardon. Sure, you'll be next. Sorry, go ahead, Don.
3: Don A. Sorry, can you hear me now?
0: Yep, go ahead.
3: Okay, this
14: is Don A. from Chicago. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Um, thank you so much for um, leading this meeting and I'm so grateful to be here. What really inspired me to, to, to talk and share this time is, you know, this is like divine intervention, the Bill and Bob thing. Um, you know, and it's just crazy, like, how this all happened, and here is a man in alcoholic despair, and I had been in in the food and in alcoholic despair and didn't know what the problem was. You know, I thought that I just had a food problem and I just ate too much, and I've come from another 12-step program, and it didn't hit me for a long time that um, an alcoholic despair can be other things besides alcohol, and coming to Overeaters Anonymous, you know, several years ago, but not willing to look at what the real problem is, and the real problem is, is this a spiritual malady, and I feel like I, I was able to fill that spiritual malady in 12-step program for uh, my alcohol problem, but it never occurred to me that it was um, going to cure my uh, food problem, and so here's this divine information intervention with Bill and Bob and then lo and behold I have this spiritual malady and this is what the solution is and I just finished my step 12 with my sponsor yesterday and so now I'm going to be able to sponsor and I've never felt so much at peace around the food and I've been trying this for many years and I do believe it's because my sponsor always always directs me to God and to pray and to so what the answer is between God and I and that she's not the answer. And I'm so grateful for that and sponsorship, and I do believe this is almost one of those type of things, is sponsorship, because, you know, Bill's bringing the message to Bob. So I'm um, super grateful to be here and excited to go into this uh, holiday being
1: absent. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Okay, thank you, John A. now, Donna M., you're
1: up.
13: I'm Donna M. from Toronto, Canada, and um, this passage, it's, it spoke to me this morning. Um, I've been in program coming up on 31 years, and I don't, I never understood the problem. I didn't take step one until February of 2019. Um, you know, it took me over 20, 20 odd years. To put down all my foods and um, substances and ingredients, um, but then I continued to hold on to my eating behaviors, even though um, the OE definition had expanded to include eating behaviors in around 2013 i I just I wanted the effect I got from that and um, later in 2018 um, you know I lost I lost weight and I thought I had this I thought I was controlling this for the first time you know I had a slim body and my willpower was doing it and boy was I um, defeated when in February of 2019 um, still with a slim body I took chocolates that I had thrown into the garbage because I knew I was in trouble. They'd been in the house for months and never called me, and I took that out. And for me, the bottom there was um, being in a slim body and knowing that I couldn't control it. And so I had to let go of all my eating behaviors um, because I was getting an effect from those behaviors. And this is a spiritual program, and I couldn't connect with my higher power. All the step work I was doing was up for naught without entire abstinence. And today, I am so, so grateful to be
0: recovered. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Donna M. Heidi L., you're up.
15: Hi there. This is Heidi L calling you from Toronto, Canada. Gratefully abstinent today. Gratefully on this meeting, and I haven't been on this meeting um, probably since around July or so. Um, I've been abstinent since March 2021. I've also been in this program somewhere around 25 years or so. Not quite sure. Um, and as I was coming on to this meeting and I tried to come on yesterday and my phone wasn't working properly and na-na-na-na-na, and I thought, I wonder where they are now in the big book. Like, it's just, like, you just keep on going. Uh, I took a break because I had work and my father passed away. There was a lot that happened, but the meeting still keeps going. I stayed abstinent. Uh, you kept my seat for me, <clears throat> and now for the next couple of weeks, I'll be on this meeting, and then who knows what's going to happen with work and, again, back to work. But uh, this meeting helped me get obstinate, so, and on all of your phone calls and <clears throat> reaching out and WhatsApps and whatever it is. <clears throat> so it was around two years ago that we started the big book um, We started, like you did the cycle again of starting the big book, and now we're coming towards the end of the first 164 pages, and then we'll start again and again and again. And hopefully, God willing, God's always willing, I'm willing to work the program and to stay grateful, um, we'll just keep going. And all of you from Turkey to Chicago to Toronto. um, I'm just grateful to all of you. Thank you
0: Okay, uh, we have time for one
3: more share who would like the slot Toby Kaye go ahead Toby
16: Thank you Um, so I really like this paragraph because it describes um, not only Bill, but Dr. Bob. And I'm always uh, aware of um, of people of importance. A doctor? Oh, my gosh. He must have it all together. Is uh, So important. But here it says his children were distracted, his wife ill, his home in jeopardy, Bill's in arrears. Who would who would think that about a doctor? You know, because he had this image in my head, and I'm always um, the people pleaser for the people with the image. Because if they like me, then it improves my image. But um, I see um, um, I'm going to the wrong thing, and I need instead of image, which doesn't make, which is not so important although it's nice to have anyway, but um, but it's not as important as going to the spiritual source and getting your uh, image from God and working the steps and reaching out to your fellows because it's so easy to forget because the image is such a distraction. And uh, thank you for letting me share my
3: past.
0: Uh, okay, we have, um, does anybody want to take one minute? If not, we'll just end early.
17: Jack W.
0: Go ahead, Jack.
17: Hi, good morning, family. I, I appreciate it. Jack W. in Florida. I am uh, working with a Vision for You sponsor and presently working, uh, well, I was working the steps until I played my uh, dishonest games again, and now I'm back Um, getting my system cleared out but yesterday I was on the meeting and um, you know I've always heard that it's a progressive disease and I know that by experience uh, also that uh, alcohol and drugs were progressive Uh, just want more 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 food cunning baffling uh, I'll start and tell myself this lie, hey, I can get away with this or I can have this handful tomorrow. I tell myself, Well, I did it yesterday, I could do it today, it might be the next day I can tell myself, Well I'm gonna have two handfuls and it kinda until I'm full blown mouthful of food, hand in the box, do I have enough in the fridge? Do I need to go to the grocery? That mental obsession, but what I'm getting at um I guess with uh, Dr. Bob he had the um, access to those prescription drugs I'm sure where he was taking sedatives to get over his nervous problem from the alcohol and I'm guessing in whatever 1935 it was potent codeine, potent morphine I'm not sure what all but all very enticing in my uh, mind and uh, my background my mother overdosed at 50 my sister just overdosed at 65 not for suicidal okay i just i talked to a newcomer yesterday and it had progressed to her to where she was just obsessed with suicide and i never heard that before so i just wanted to share that thank you merry christmas everyone
0: Thank you Jack. Um, Okay, Jack will take us out today and thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, um, December 22nd is 18,285, that's 18285. We will now close the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy T please read a vision for you, uh, beginning with our book is meant to be suggestive only.